This podcast is brought to you by the founders of Chabra Chai, an authentic and completely sugar-free chai tea company. This series, our theme will be inspiration. You don't have to save the world to be inspiring. And our friends are perfect examples of that, inspiring us every single day by being unapologetically themselves. Welcome back to the No Added Sugar podcast with Pratt, Casey and Ruby. Hi. Today we have a very special guest with us, uh, Mario. Woo. Hey everyone. <laughs> um, we met Mario at an entrepreneur event mm. about a year ago. Um, Was I, it? Yeah, I think so. Oh my god. Or maybe even a bit more. Um, yeah, because Ruby was in Australia, but right. we didn't actually, I don't think we spoke at the event that much, but we actually spoke on the train back home, yeah. which is just like of all the chances. Um, we were just speaking and we exchanged like LinkedIn, as you do at these professional events, and numbers. Um, and then I think we met up after that and we've just been friends since. Indeed we have. Yeah. It was actually in August. Oh, so, no, it hasn't been a year. Was I lied. I thought... <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of tripping as well. <laughs> okay, well, time just flies in my head. <laughs> um, so, tell us more about yourself, Mario. Okay. I, mean, I don't even know where to start. Um, Maybe tell us, like, where are you from? Okay. Um, are you from London? Where'd you go up? Etc. Awesome. So, my father is from Egypt. My mom is from Sudan. Okay. And I was born in Wales. Multicultural. <laughs> kind of makes no sense. Um, and then my parents moved around a little bit. And then we currently reside in Middlesbrough, which is super north. You know, it's <laughs> mm. an, hour, an hour south of Newcastle. Um, pretty average childhood, to be honest. Played a lot of video games. <laughs> a lot of video games. From 2001 to 2009, actually. I played video games religiously um, until one point I actually became a professional video gamer oh, for really? the last three years. What games? Uh, one in particular called Halo oh, on the yeah. Xbox. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> if any of you know it. Well, I've heard of it. I don't really know what it is. Yeah, so played that for a little while. Uh, did nothing else really growing up. And then school. I wasn't really like too bothered about school. You know, it wasn't like my thing because I was just way into my video games. And then that really caused a lot of issues when I got to college because I just failed everything because I had no clue how to study because I went from playing video games 10 hours a day to, oh shit, now I have to sit A-level maths. I need to try now. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so that was kind of it really. That's like childhood wise, got a younger sibling. Um, so there's four of us in total, small house, council estate, nothing, nothing too... Well, nothing don't downplay too, it, because I think too average. the reason we chose you for this podcast... Yeah. Well, well this, asked you. Yeah, asked you for the podcast. <laughs> We're not gone. <laughs> 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 you were chosen. Um, well, there's two reasons, really. One is, like, your discipline and regiment of your day, which is what we'll find about later, like, later on in the podcast, but, like, how you motivate yourself... Mm. Um, especially because it wasn't instilled in you, you kind of self-motivated yourself. Mm. Um, and then the second reason really is how you like mentor people and inspire people. So it's not like all about you, you try and like push other people to be the best versions of themselves, which is a really good message to get out there. I appreciate that. Yeah, and hopefully other people can learn, pick up some top tips of how to be their most productive selves. Awesome. Let's yeah. get into it. It'd be good if you could 
walk us through what your average day week would look like because you're quite okay. structured yeah um so yeah all right so every single day i wake up at 4 a.m <laughs> wow <laughs> i find it a struggle waking up at 5 30. there's no this morning 4 a.m weekends i mean i don't really see days like that like monday is no different from a sunday no different from a thursday to me anyways on Mondays, there's a thing called an office that I have to be at, right? That's the only difference for me. On Sundays, church happens, you know? So every day I wake up at four. But really, my day starts the night before, right? So 9 p.m., I switch off everything. Phone, laptop. Wow. Pretty much every device I have switches off. And I spend about... 20 to 30 minutes with my journal, you know, just recalling everything that happened that day and the decisions I made and what I could have done better, what I could have done differently, why I said this word, how did this word impact that person, what was their reaction to it, um, all of this kind of stuff, just so I can, you know, learn, you know, at scale, basically, at a quicker, accelerated way. Um, after I've done that, I spend about 10 minutes planning the day ahead of me, like the next day, hour by hour. So I don't have to think for a second of what I'm doing the next day. I already know from the night before. Uh, and that helps me tremendously because I don't know, you've probably experienced this. So please tell me if you have, like, just jump in. Like you, you want to do something like in the gym, for example. Yeah. You get to the gym and you're like, oh man, what am I doing at the gym? Is it cardio? Is it weird? Oh. <laughs> you know? And you waste That's so much day. time trying to figure that out. And it's already half an hour. And I just can't operate like that. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't work for me anymore. And so I like to know what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, and why I'm doing it. And the why part is probably the most important part for me, right? Like, why am I doing this thing? If there's no real value proposition, Oh, there's no real external motivation for me to be doing it. I just, I'm just not going to do it, you know? Even if it needs to be done. Like, why does it need to be done? Like, I question it. <laughs> My I approach question to everything. everything. <laughs> like, literally, I question everything. Um, and so that helps me cut out all of the menial things that people think you need to be able, you should be doing on a daily basis, but you don't really need to do. Like, routine. yeah, like, yeah. All right, so... This one was a big, big one for me, actually. Um, so my mom, <laughs> my mom calls me every day, right? Standard. Standard. Now, growing up and when I moved out from home, I was like, man, that means I have to call my mom every day now, you know, like just to see what was going on. And that kind of became part of my routine. I always call my mom. And I was like, but wait, why am I calling my mom every day? I don't really have too much to say to her. So that's cut out my day now. Moral of the story, oh. cut out your relatives. Cut out your relatives, <laughs> all of them, you know? But, for example, I do call her three times a week on these specific days and we have beautiful conversations, you know? And instead of, like, a 10-minute wasteful conversation on a Saturday where I have l literally nothing to update her what on. What are you doing? What have you cooked for long? Exactly, like, <laughs> nothing. Like, just non-meaningful stuff. It's now Fridays at seven o'clock for like a good one hour on FaceTime. So that's one thing. So do you think this, do you, so does this apply to like your social life as well? So 
how how far does this go to everything you do? Is it, oh, I know, like, at nine I'm going to meet some friends or yeah. going out? How far do you take it? Yeah, I mean, literally every corner of my life. <laughs> wow. It's, it's pretty intense. So I've invited you to, like, a birthday meal or something, and I was like, so the meal starts at eight, yeah. don't really know when it's going to end. Yeah. Uh, how would you structure that into your journal? Awesome. So I know it's going to start at eight. Yeah. That's key. Right. I mean, with my Indian timing, I can't be too careful. <laughs> yeah, so it might take it. one hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so now I know that, right? Um, I'll account for that, you know? And the thing is, what I did struggle with when I first started um, this routine was these unforeseen, uh, unforeseen changes that can happen, right? Like, I was like, why is this person two and a half minutes late? Wow. <laughs> I thought you were going to say hours. <laughs> why are you this late? You know? And I was like, man, like, I can't, I can't, I can't keep doing this, you know? Um, and so I'm cool with it now. But I will never be lit. Like, that will never happen. Mm-hmm. Right? I like that, though. At least I know you're waiting. What I about if someone was to, like, say to you, yeah. oh, um, they know you're in London yeah. or wherever you're about, and they're like, oh, I've got an hour free. Yeah. Um, at lunch, do you want to meet for a coffee? That yeah. wasn't like scheduled into your day at all, but you haven't seen the phrases, you want to see them. Like, how would that work for you? Great question. Um, nine times out of ten, people know not to do that with me now. Okay. <laughs> uh, if that does happen, and honestly, like, please do it. If if you're one of my friends and you're listening, please do that. Uh, I will I will be able to figure out if I want to. For example, if you called at five o'clock and I just finished work and I needed to be somewhere at six or whatever I can shift that you know I'm I'm in control of my own schedule now like I operate on nobody's time the only time I really operate at the moment is work you know half eight to half five that's the only thing I'm bounded by right now apart from that everything's on my own schedule you know so if you called and said hey let's do lunch I'd be able to figure out if it made sense but I have to ask all these questions like why am I doing this? And does, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I have to go, go through my list. And only then will I say, hey, okay, cool, let's do it. So beyond um, half five on a weekday and yeah. the whole weekend, yeah. how else are you structuring your day? Yeah, so plan, the, so plan the next day hour by hour. And what that looks like, basically, my mornings and evenings look exactly the same for the most part. It's 4 a.m., wake up. It's run seven or eight kilometers. Come home, cold shower down a glass of cold water and then meditate for about 10-15 minutes. That doesn't change. I mean, pretty much every morning. Uh, that It's about 5 p.m. Uh, 5 a.m. at this point now. So I've got around about two and a half hours until I have to start getting ready for work and making lunch. In those two and a half hours, I allocate to whatever the most immediate task is, right? So if it's something related to my startup, if it's something related to another project I'm doing, whatever it is, the most immediate thing that needs to be done today, like today cannot end without this thing happening, that's what I will do in the morning, you know? Once that is done, I kind of just got a hierarchy, right? This is done, cool, the next thing, cool, the next thing. Once work finishes at half five, most evenings, I'm going to my other office where I'm working on my startup company. if I'm not doing that, I'm at an event. If I'm not doing that, I'm in a meeting. If I'm not doing that, I'm probably with a friend. 
So evenings are never empty. Never empty. Yeah. Do you ever just feel like, oh God, I just don't want to do this schedule for one yeah, day? Yeah, how just... do you stay motivated? Yeah. Mm. So Saturdays I don't do anything. For the most the part. The whole day? Yeah, for the most part. And like, like for example, this morning, okay, apart from tutoring, because my, my client can only do Saturdays, uh, I don't do anything apart from like cool stuff like this, seeing friends. Saturday is my day just to check the hell out. That's great to know because I can just get through Monday to Friday and I kind of know Saturday is like, cool, I can, I can just chill yeah. now. I can just breathe for a little bit, you know? So maximizing every second becomes attainable and achievable because you know that you've got a whole 24 hours on Saturday yeah. just to chill, stay in bed read a book you know um and i guess touching on the point of how you stay motivated i mean for me i think it's like kind of three things right one it's my potential i can kind of see like every day because i'm documenting everything i can kind of see the progress i'm making and that excites the hell out of me yeah like that's super exciting to me because even if I just look back at what happened in 2018, there was no way I could have like preempted or guessed that. My potential just motivates me and excites me. Number two, I think it's my family and peers, like you guys, like for sure motivate and excite <laughs> me and inspire me so much. Because I mean, at one point I used to look to athletes and celebrities for like something to aspire to. And then I was in the room with these people. And I was like, oh, these are just regular ass people. You know? There's nothing really that special about them. It's really what this whole series is about. Yeah. yeah. You know? And Being I was inspired like, by normal people. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, ugh. Like, I kind of lost interest. Yeah. And I didn't really know what I was looking at. Because it's, it's a facade for the most part. You know? Um, until you actually go and speak to them. And you realize that, yeah, they're just literally just like you, you know, not too different. And so now I'm much more excited and inspired by people in my circle. So I'm, I'm only going to keep you in my circle if you inspire me. I feel very blessed. Yes, you should. <laughs> All of you should. Um, I read this thing one time where it said you can only hold up to 150 names in yes. your head at once. But you can only maintain 15 relationships. Oh. Right? Which Who am is, I cutting off after yeah, this exactly, conversation? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it's so true, right? Um, and that's what you have to do. You have to cut off these people who just don't fit in your value structure uh, and only keep 15 people that do. And I'm slowly doing that, that process now. Uh, and the last thing, so family, peers, my potential, and the last thing is just the idea of legacy. I like that. Right? Like a hero. I just think it would be cool, <laughs> right, for somebody, like a distant relative or a child or somebody who I have, in whatever means, impacted. I just want to be remembered for a person who did nothing but hustle, did nothing but want to help people, and did nothing but just believe in potential in other people. Um, and just being super kind. Like, there's so much to give and there's so much to go around. I don't understand why people are hoarding things and, like, not trying to help. 
There's room yeah. for yeah. everyone. There's room for everyone. Like, you I think know, he's a competition guy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I think it's those three things. Mm. And you mentioned um, that kind of seeing your potential and your own potential excites you. Mm. And I know that on social media you're doing like a document of your life kind of thing. Um, would you mind sharing a bit more about that? Because it's nice to see social media used in a more positive way. Yeah. Um, One, thank you. That means a lot to me. Um, so the reason I started that, kind of going back to a point I made earlier. So over Christmas, I wrote down all the things I managed to achieve in 2018. And I posted it. And the only thing I got back, apart from saying, hey, congrats, oh, that's cool, but was like, how did you do this? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I've seen that list, I screenshot it. <laughs> you know, like, I don't get how you managed to achieve this, you know? And I was like, man, I'm actually one of those people who's put on a facade. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I haven't showed you what I've been up to, I've just showed you the end result. Right. Mm. And I was like, oh, man, I'm becoming that guy. And I hated that guy, you know? And I was like, well, I can't do this anymore. And so that's what sparked that whole idea. I was like, I'm just going to show you what the hell is going on here every single day to give you an insight. It really goes against the grain of like everything on Instagram That's right the thing, now. yeah. Can I say it's easy? Absolutely not. Because like every day, I don't do things to take a picture of them, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that's what other, some people might think. Um, I'm just document what I, documenting what I'm doing. So you spoke about tutoring yes, um, and how you like do that as, as well as working a nine to five job, as well as having a startup um, company. So how do you manage to squeeze sort of the mentoring and the tutoring and yeah. sort of tell us more about that? Like, why did you decide to start mentoring people mm-hmm. um, and who do you choose to mentor? Is it anyone that comes to you mm-hmm. or do you selectively pick them? So I was in church once under and I was speaking to this girl who was really struggling with a law degree. Um, very different for me because I was studying mathematics, but I was like, you know what? I know these principles can be extrapolated, you know? And so after church, we kind of just went to a coffee shop around the corner and I just sat down with her. That meeting was only scheduled to last for an hour, kind of gone back to our other point. <laughs> uh, but it lasted like three hours, you know? And we kind of broke down what she was struggling with, what she needed help with, and what we could put in place for her just kind of to grow and develop, right? That She was in her first year at the time. I was in my second year. And so I said, it was almost like a challenge to myself. I was like, hey, let me just see if this, what I've figured out for myself can work for another individual. And we just kind of tested it. And so we met up every week for a whole year. You know, we used to have our weekly checkups at 5am on a Wednesday, you know, she hated it, I but I was like, <laughs> there's <laughs> so many times. Or like huh? Skype. It was a Skype. Of, it was a Skype. Um, she absolutely hated it, but that's how I knew she was committed. So to go to your point of how do I choose who I mentor? Well, let's figure it out. I can figure that out quite quickly. Like how committed are you? How bad do you want this? Yeah. It doesn't have to be a 5am on a Wednesday, but we'll be able to, we'll be able to figure out, right? And so she went from a 2-2 to a 1st. Wow, where were you in my degree? (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, oh, wow. She ended up telling a bunch of her friends. And so I ended up uh, mentoring a bunch of law students. You should have started charging them. (laughs) I feel 
like it's quite hard to find mentors do mm. you have any tips for people who are looking for a mentor um how they should go about doing that what kind of mentors they should be looking for yeah great question so i think step number one is identify why you want a mentor right because a lot of people are just throwing this word around now like i need a mentor mm. you know why though like tell me why you need a mentor so let me throw the question to you why do you need a mentor when you enter into a new industry just moving past university it's difficult to understand how best to navigate your career to to achieve your goals i guess and it, it would be good to speak to someone who's already done that so that's why for me i need a i'd want a mentor but i'd i'd want that mentor to benefit me but that's quite selfish you have to look at it how kind of two way the two way relationship part mm. i think that's the hurdle that everybody kind of get stuck upon mentors who decide to use their time to give back mm. don't really need anything don't really want anything in return that's just a hard concept to... it's so difficult yeah like so difficult and i think mentorship is built it's substance based you know so you can't just ask somebody to be a mentor you have to build that relationship first you have to have similar interests you have to um be on the same journey you know, there has to be some sort of foundation in place for it to even work. Because otherwise, you can't talk about that thing that you need help with all the time. Because it's just going to get boring. Yeah. You're going to get bored. They're going to get bored. You know, you're going to get exhausted. Because it's going to be an information overload. But let's say you like dancing and they like dancing. Well, that's just another opportunity for you to go to a theatre together. You know, and sit together, buy, buy them a theatre ticket. Because you know that's what they like. And that's what you like as well. Yeah. And that's just another form of bonding that's outside of, oh, let's just grab coffee. Yeah. And then going to your point, Ruby, um, of how you find mentors, don't look for them. Right? They won't find you. No, no, no. They won't find you. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> but go to wherever you want to be. Like if it's an event, if it's um, a networking gig, if it's a, whatever it is. Like if you want to get into the music industry, Go to a bunch of gigs, go to a bunch of networking places, go to a bunch of um, talks, panels, discussions, all this kind of stuff. And the minute you sense that this individual, like the minute you sense an innate connection with this individual, even if it's somebody on a panel, if it's somebody you just said hi to, you, you have to take action, right? And just start planting the seed. Hey, how are you? You know, reach out on LinkedIn, do X, Y, and Z. They care about, um, I don't know, politics, which has got nothing to do with music. Send them a new article that just came out on the topic that they like, that they might be really interested in. Hey, I just found this. I think you, you might find it of interest. Um, and as soon as they see that you really care about, about them, they will start to reciprocate it. Have you done that? For sure. Do it all the time. Still do it today. <laughs> to everyone you can't give with expectation like give and just enjoy the act of giving most people get caught up on the idea of you know i actually really want something from ruby so i'm going to give her everything she wants to give so she can give me the thing i need you know just give with that expectation and then if they see the value in you they're going to start reciprocating it then they're going to ask you to come to places like I, I, like last year, for example, 
I was at the Enemy Awards. I was at the Brit Awards. I was at the Mercury Prize Awards. Why? I shouldn't be there. <laughs> I haven't done anything. You Why know? were you there? We'll get to that. <laughs> so say I wanted to kickstart mm. my life this week. What would be your top tips or like the first kind of initial steps that I should take into being a lean, mean, productive machine? <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's kind of difficult to answer, right? Because I'd have to really dissect what you do currently. In what Ooh. aspect of your life? So yeah, exactly. Really... All right, okay. So I'm currently at uni. So uh-huh. let's say I, I'm always behind on essays mm. and just handing things in. Mm. How, like, it seems like every time I hand an essay in, it's like, there's another one due. So like, how do I get on top of that? Um, yeah. And get 84. Yeah. <laughs> and get 84. <laughs> uh, so start waking up at 4 a.m. I'm joking. I'm joking. joking. But no, no, but always remember, okay, you do have deadlines, but you're in control. You You might think that the deadline is the control point, but it's actually not. That's not what my teacher's saying. Yeah, maybe. But if you just, just frame it in a different manner, right? Because if I said to you, okay, the deadline is now, instead of being March the 7th, it's March the 4th. You should be in a position where that does not affect you. So how you get there is it's discipline. It's it's time management. It's cool. They've given me two weeks, two weeks to do this, but I'm actually only going to allocate one week to myself. Okay, if I'm going to do that, how much time do I need to spend on it per day to get it done in a week? But sometimes it's like social things, like, oh, I have to, like, it's not even like I'm going to dinner, it's like, oh, I have to go to their birthday this evening. So but like, why, though? Because I value their friendship, so I would want to attend their birthday party. Okay. So say, like, you have loads of things lined up, or, like, I have a business thing I need to do in the evening, or yeah. I have a podcast recording I need to do. Yeah. What? How do you separate the, like, necessary from... I could probably not do this. Yeah. Fluff. Yeah. Fluff. <laughs> uh, so you have to define what's, what are the important things to you. Like, is business, does business come over friends? Does university come over friends? You have to have the hierarchy for yourself and you just go down the list whenever something pops up, you know? So whatever it is for you, like family, business, friends, university, I don't know what it is, but define a hierarchy for yourself. And so then when you've got your routine in check and something pops up, you can just look at this list. So for the longest time ever, I didn't know what I wanted to do, right? I've only just honestly in the past six months figured it out properly. Um, But for the longest time ever, I kind of didn't. It was just like, I kind of want to do music. Also want to be a maths teacher. Also want to start my own business. <laughs> you just think, I also want to be a basketball player. Also want to be a rapper. So you said you didn't have admit. any hobbies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sounded <laughs> like us. <laughs> it made no sense. Um, and so, you have to try everything that you think you're interested in. Okay. And this is now, kind of going back to your question about music, I've got my own radio show now. Woohoo! Okay. Tune in. Tune in, exactly. <laughs> just to plug it, what? Radio station, what are you so, on? Yeah, it's it's called Wizard Radio. I've got a slot Fridays 
9 to 10 p.m. Ooh. every other week. Oh, 9 to 10. Prime That's time. Prime time. Pop it off. 25,000. <laughs> 25, yeah. Congratulations. Wow. Round of applause here at Nadi Sugar. Yeah. And so I'm now trying that out, right? So I did my own music stuff, production, wrapped, managed, radio. So I'm trying all facets of the music industry to understand what I really like. I kind of know what I like now. What is and that? It's, and it's mm-hmm. making my own music. Okay. I didn't know that for sure. But for example, when I'm producing other music for other people, I absolutely love it. Like this morning, for example, as I mentioned off, off air, I just loved putting that piece together, you know? And that's what excites me for sure now. I know that. And like even for my radio show, all the background music you hear, that's all my own production. Um, and so, yeah, you just have to try everything you think you're interested in. And, but not only that, everything around it, you know? So if you're interested in fashion, for example, try your hand at design. Look into um, actually like sewing and knitting. Look into becoming a stylist. stylist. Mm. You just try all facets within that industry so then you can say to yourself, okay, cool, I'm 25 now, 24, whatever it is, and I've tried everything in this one industry, and this is what I like, you know? And what I think is absolutely ludicrous is that you have to decide what you want to do at, like, 16. Oh. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> like, what is going on with the world? It makes no sense, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's kind of the reason as well why I'm doing my little tutoring company startup thing because I do eventually want to inflict change in the education system. That's my higher vision with that. So now it's time for our tea break section of this podcast where Mario will tell us something that inspires him, something or someone and that shaped his life or changed his behaviour in some way. Awesome. So this has actually been quite recent. So over the last, hmm, yeah, two months actually, just after Christmas, um, I got really, really worried about management for some reason. I was like, so my manager at work currently, I see what's happening and I'm low-key managing my co-founder for the time being just to ramp him up and like to work and operate. And I got really scared that I was just doing a bad job of it. And so I went hard looking for management books. And I found this one book called Radical Candor. And it was written by Kim Scott, who was number 20 at Google. Wow. Early, early employee at that company. And since then she's went to Twitter, she's went to Facebook, and now she's got her own company actually called Radical Candor. And this book is, it's literally a management book of everything she's learned in the past 20 years of being, you know, at these huge tech companies from Apple to Google to Twitter. Um, and it's honestly one book I recommend everybody to read. If you're a manager, if you're not, if you're thinking about it, if you just want to learn more, it's just beautiful because it just breaks it down for you um, in like little chunks. And so I've actually read that book three times now Whoa. because I just didn't want to miss a word because I just knew how important it was uh, to me. 
And that's been the thing that's inspired me the most and guided me through the past three months, for example. So among the million other things that you do in your life, it would be <laughs> rude for us not to talk about your app, um, your startup, your baby. So tell us more. I've been tutoring now for close to four years after, yeah, it was third year of universe, uh, third year of college is when I started tutoring. Um, and it, and the reason I started tutoring is because I wanted to be a maths teacher at one point and I knew you needed to get some sort of experience teaching to be able to accelerate in that role. When I got to university, so I moved from home to Birmingham, I'd lost all of my clients, right? Cause they were all local clients and there was nobody there really to help me find new clients. So I was like, man, how am I going to get started again? Like it's literally a whole nother world out here. I don't really know too many people. Um, so I started just running some Google searches, you know, finding these tutoring agencies, um, signed up to like about 10 of them, nothing for about three, four, five, six, seven weeks, like nothing at all. The whole process of signing up was, Hey, e just put in your email and password, your name, upload a picture, a little bio, what subjects you teach and how much you charge per hour. We can quickly identify that there's so many problems here. Nobody has checked my ID. Nobody's checked if I've got a DBS certificate. I could be anybody. I could <laughs> lie about my identity. That caused a little bit of concern for me. And then when I started Googling around this, I saw that so many children were being raped in Birmingham. Just in Birmingham because of this, this issue of identity and safeguarding. You know, parents were leaving their children at home with these tutors who said they were tutors. Clearly, they weren't tutors. Mm. Um, and that was just a subsection of what was happening because of this, I mean, just lack of privacy and security and protection, really. No, no agency currently today says that you have to mandatory have a DBS certificate or an ID check. Whoa. That just doesn't exist crazy right yeah and then when you speak to parents about this they're confused they're like no they, you, you can't you can't be serious you know but that's exactly what it is because if you read the small print that nobody reads it's not a requirement it just says we ask you to upload your dbs certificate if you have one oh. you know and so but parents believe that all these tutors have been checked before but they haven't so that was something I stumbled across early in my first year. So number one was safeguarding. Number two was finding clients, finding students, right? Mm. And then eventually when I did get students and clients through just like hustling and messaging people and everything else that I could possibly do. And then we tried to like organize lessons together. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you do Friday? Seven o'clock. No, I can't do Friday. Can you do Monday at two? No, I can't do Monday at two. It just took us forever to find a convenient time for both of us to do this one, this one class, this one lesson. I was like, man, there must be a, a way to do this. And then, I mean, there is, there's like Calendly and these other options where you can share your calendar and people can book your slot. And there is things that exist to help solve that. But for example, if a lesson gets canceled or it gets rescheduled, you have to start that process again and it's not linked to payment. 
and getting paid in cash for the most part, but people don't carry cash around with them anymore. And so often parents would say to me, hey, can I pay you double next time? Right? And I need this money yeah. to survive. <laughs> so yeah, you couldn't operate like yeah. this. Cash is king, baby. Exactly. <laughs> and then the alternative was, hey, okay, well, I know you don't have cash, but you can just bank transfer to, like, my salt code is right here. My account number is right here. Mm. Just send me the money. That still didn't work. Like, payment was just getting delayed two or three days. And that was another problem that I came across. And so the, 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 my list at the end of university was like so long that I got annoyed to the point where I said to myself, well, you know what? This problem is this big and I can't see anybody solving it. And this matters so much to me because I want to teach and I love to teach. Therefore, if I don't solve it, I'm going to stop teaching. And that's an outcome I'm not really happy about. And throughout my time at university as well, I was speaking to a lot of parents a lot of students and a lot of tutors because I had actually built a little community around myself. And I quickly realized that, man, this isn't just me that's suffering here. Was it's that your market research then? Correct. Low-key market research. <laughs> uh, nobody really knew I was doing market research, but I, but I was. <laughs> um, and because I didn't really frame it like that. Yeah. I was like, man, are you guys also experiencing what I'm experiencing? <laughs> and they're like, yes! Are you a feedback form? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can you sign this NDA? <laughs> um, and yeah, and then I, I realized that this is not just me. And once I realized that, and I was like, man, like this is a serious issue that just needs to be solved. And I was like, cool, I'm just gonna do it. Like it was literally just that I had everything I needed. I just, I didn't know how to code. And so my initial idea was, hey, let me just raise like a hundred grand and hire. Yeah, exactly, super naive just hire a company to develop it for me. And the more and more I started speaking to angel investors and people, and when I started, when I moved to London and built up my network, the more people I spoke to about that idea, they kind of said, it's not a good, that's not a good plan. Because if you're looking to raise money in the future and you've outsourced this development to another company, that's not gonna look good. It's much better to partner up with somebody and do this in-house. Honestly, I must have interviewed about five set five to seven people none of them really clicked for me and then i was like you know what let me just focus on my regular nine to five take a break from doing this and i'll, I'll figure it out later that was on friday that sunday Imagine <laughs> that sunday i walk into church and this guy is just playing the keys on the worship team and i am like a musician and so i got really excited um, and so after, after service finished, I went over to him. I was like, man, you killed the keys tonight. And we just got talking and I found out that he's an, he's a developer. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> right. I mean, the, when he said, Dev, I was like, <laughs> 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 right? like my whole demeanor switched. I was like, cool. I don't even care about the keys. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I did ask him about the keys <laughs> um, and we got to talking and I found out that he'd just been made redundant from a startup company he was at for three years. They just went broke. Sad, but perfect for you. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> but I, I, exactly, exactly. Um, 
kind of told him about this idea I had. And 20 minutes into the conversation, he stopped me and said, I'm in. Wait, can you just give us yeah. Oh, yeah, a, a brief. Look, like a brief? What is your app? So it's called Tutor Block. T U T O R B L O C. How does the app work? Okay, so it's actually super simple. All you do as a student, for example, is you type in your email address and password. Step one. Step two is you put in your weekly schedule. When are you available? Monday to Sunday to be tutored. Do you want the lesson to be at your home? Do you want it to be at the tutor's home? Do you want it to be online? What exam board are you learning? Is it AQA? Is it at Excel? Is it OCR? Is it maths? Is it chemistry? When are you available on that day? Like a typical Wednesday, for example, you could have, you know, class from 9 to 3 p.m. And then you're available from 4 till 8 p.m. on that given day. And this is a typical week. So it's not Wednesday the 18th of July. It's just Wednesday period, you know. And you put that information in. You put in your postcode and you press find tutors. And then it immediately matches you with all the tutors that are in your area that are available when you are for that subject, for that exam board, for that duration, for the price point that you that you're available to to pit. Simple. That's it. Then you press on the tutor, you watch their video profile. If you like them, you press book now, you pay, and that money gets held onto the system until the lesson is complete. Once it is, and once both parties have reviewed each other and there's no disputes, the money then gets transferred directly into the tutor's bank account. And crucially, their ID and DVS checks. Correct. Exactly. Love so it. tutors have to go through a, a rigorous process. Um, and has finding a co-founder or someone who is a developer, because I think a lot of people are interested in starting a tech business but aren't, um, can't code, can't do the technical side of things. Did finding a co-founder help with funding? Like, because starting a tech business, like the immediate thing was, how am I going to fund mm-hmm. this? Uh, did that help, or are you still having to look through avenues for funding some of the technical technical side? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So the biggest cost initially for me, the reason why I wanted to raise money, was to develop the product. Right. Now that that's been offloaded to my co-founder, we've actually got no costs for the most part. Apart from just like website hosting, servers, domains, um, payment providers, that kind of stuff, um, which is like a hundred pound a month. Um, so apart from that, we have no real costs. You know, we've got an office space that we pay nothing for. That's another story that we can get into. Um, but yeah, we have everything at our disposal. You know, I'm doing all of the business, marketing, uh, accounting, everything else that's not tech. And my co-founder is doing everything that is tech. And then I've outsourced website development to one of my friends from university. Leverage Junior Network. Exactly. (laughs) And that's only the other, that's probably the biggest cost right now. But once that's built, it's done. So really, we don't really have any costs. Um, And that's kind of why I have no intention of raising any money. I just want this to be us in-house. Raising money doesn't make any sense for us because... Our goal isn't to sell, mm. you know? That isn't the goal here. Yeah, with, with a lot of tech apps, just as a side note, it, yeah. that is the case. That is it's the case. like, have the idea, build it up, sell it. Yeah, and, yeah. exactly. 
And so raising money is, and like the other thing is going back to the, to the idea of just wanting to be your own boss and run your own company. The, the second you have an investor, I mean, you're back at square mm, one. Yeah. Why would I put myself in that situation? So when are you launching? <laughs> uh, okay. So soft launch, end of April, marketplace launch, September, and, ter- and, and right in time for the new academic year. Perfect. Ooh. Keep your eyes peeled, people, literally. <laughs> so have you encountered any problems or issues or challenges starting a tech company that it's likely that someone starting up a tech company would encounter that this could perhaps help? Great question. So many. <laughs> um, probably one of the biggest has been like law related stuff. Okay. Like terms and conditions, like privacy policy, agreements. Um, because we're dealing with several stakeholders, like parents, students and tutors, and all of them have different, um, different responsibilities and different roles. You have to make sure you get those right. Um, and that's just hella expensive. If you if you were to hire a lawyer, basically, that's probably going to be the biggest thing for us that we need to um, yeah. sort out in the immediate in the immediate time. Because mm. we mentioned um, on our teaser episode that starting Chabrish Chai, we've encountered issues with uh, talking about our taxes and our finances, but also yeah. the whole food hygiene, food safety kind yes. of regulation that we've had to take into consideration operating the business. So it is interesting to hear that that kind of element but in the tech side of it is also really important yeah super important because i mean this this could honestly make or break your company Mm. you know like especially early on if somebody finds a loophole and exposes you it's game over you know Mm. um so you gotta be very careful can cripple you and then lastly to round up i guess what is your ultimate aim for your app what what's the goal this is the platform that we're building, it's it's a marketplace that connects two people. At its core, that's what it does. It solves all the problems that currently exist in the private tuition industry. However, that's only step one of the things that we want to do. This is going to allow us to have a conversation with the Department of Education. This is going to allow us to go into Microsoft and say, hey, well, you know what? There's these people here that need help with X, Y, and Z, but your products aren't really helping them with this. The number of people um, are dropping out in the teacher profession right now is at an all-time high. Governments are giving people out of university 30, 40, 50 grand bursaries just to, to entice them to become a teacher. I've seen loads of ads as well on TV, like, mm. become a teacher. Exactly. And that's because of the stress of being a teacher. You know, it's not, it's not a fun job anymore. You're not really... You're not really compensated for your efforts and time. Um, and so, for example, in my, like picture this scenario in like two or, three t- two or three years. If we've got a thousand tutors on there who are like 23, 24-year-olds who are amazing, incredible tutors um, who always wanted to be teachers but didn't really, couldn't really find the opportunities to become a teacher or weren't really you know, encouraged by the, cir- um, the circumstances that currently exist, if we can then go to the Department of Education and say to them, hey, well, you know what? We've actually got a thousand people here who want to be teachers. You want to open a school in X, Y, and Z where there's like a deprived community that really need these kind of teachers um, who are really inspiring and are really great at their craft. 
but we can do something here. That's kind of what we want to do. Mm. You know, it's much bigger than just tutoring. It's like extrapolating mentorship. It's giving people um, exposure to different things. I'm so excited for the tutor block. Yeah. We wish you all the best with it. Thank you so much. This has been a blessing. So that's all we have time for today on this episode of No Added Sugar. Thank you so much to Mario for spending time with us today and Thank sharing you. Thank you so much. your knowledge. You're welcome. Super grateful. I hope you guys can take away as much as we can. Um, we learned so much about sort of disciplining your day, motivating yourself. Mentorship. Yeah, spending time with the right amount, like the right people and making sure the time that you do spend with them is quality time that you do, like, you get something out of this time that you spent with them. Um, Starting a tech app. Yeah. Networking. Networking. Finding a (laughs) co-founder. So much. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you're a very multifaceted individual. So... You're going to be successful. There's no doubt, like, if not... If you wouldn't already class yourself successful now, like, you will be. Yeah. Thank you. Under 30. You're going to be on the forms of this. (laughs) (laughs) We will be there with you. (laughs) By force. (laughs) Please follow us on No Added Sugar Podcast. Please like and subscribe on Spotify, iTunes. And any other platforms. Yeah, um, at No Added Sugar Podcast. We'd also love to hear what inspires you. And if you have any feedback or any ideas, please drop us a message on the Instagram, which is No Added Sugar Podcast, or our email, noaddedsugarpodcast at gmail.com. And for those that have any follow-up questions or any advice, which I'm sure people are going to really want to hear, um, where can people find you or um, follow you on social media? Cool. So, I mean, pretty much everything is at Mario Saad Music side with two A's. Um, tutor block is at, at tutor block. Um, Tutorblock.com. That's pretty much it. Thank you. Bye. 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 <laughs>